the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. But as for me, give me Mojo or give me death. Mojo 5 Welcome to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo 5 I'm your host, Pat Oni, and we have a very special episode for you today as I have um, special guest Darcy Van Orden on with me. And she's going to be here to talk to us about uh, criminal justice reform. And Darcy, I didn't know this because when you were on my show last time, you, uh, you, I mean, you and your own company, DVO Consulting, but as I was looking in, into this and I was I was doing my homework, uh, you're also the founder of the Utah Justice Coalition. Is that correct? That is correct. So I mean, wow. So you you really have your hands full with a lot of this stuff. And um, I was so I was looking at this and I and when the whole George Floyd thing went down, you um, you had posted a, a thing on social media about how to get involved in, in criminal justice reform and that you had been talking about criminal justice reform before it was cool. And so I, I was really excited. I'm like, Oh wait, she knows this stuff too. I can have her back on. This is awesome. So, um, so yeah, so thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And uh, um, I just want to start off by, by asking you what, um, what have the, you know, the, the last few weeks shown you in terms of criminal justice reform? Well, I think the last few, few weeks have been interesting um, as they've highlighted, you know, issues related to police brutality. And I've been talking about this issue for the better part of a decade. Um, I actually studied criminology in college and that pick, kicked off my interest um, in criminal justice reform. And um, I've been particularly focused on that area uh, for, like I said, many years. And I founded the Utah Justice Coalition going on. It's almost going on about five, almost five years now, uh, which is exciting. And we've got a great team doing lots of wonderful things uh, related to that. Everything from policy work and direct services. Um, As far as the last few weeks, um, I guess I'm, I haven't seen a lot in the area of, of a substantive discussion related to criminal justice reform. What I have heard is a lot of um, upset people, which I completely understand. And I think it's, it's, it's good that we've brought this issue to the forefront. Uh, but what I would like to see is, a, is actually some substantive discussion of real legitimate reforms that can be implemented uh, that I think could be fairly common sense and people from all sides of the aisle could support. I guess what I'm seeing more of right this moment is discussions from cities across the nation discussing disbanding or completely defunding police, which um, I don't think is realistic. And I honestly, 
So I, I feel like, are we, are we going to have a real discussion? Or are we not? I mean, if we're going to talk about defunding anyone, let's start with the politicians. How about Congress? <laughs> if we can, if we can start somewhere. I say, let's start there. Yes. Uh, but our, I guess my real question is, are we going to have a legitimate conversation? And if we are, then let's have that. I agree. Lots of things must happen. I have been talking about police brutality here in the state of Utah for about a decade now. So I have all of these concerns. Um, I have, you know, lots of ideas. And I share these ideas with many people across the spectrum of the types of things that we could and should be looking to introduce. Um, but should can we put all the fault on police for everything that's gone on? I think that there is a system. I think there are systemic problems. I do think that there are, there is institutional racism that exists within police departments that is highly problematic. Um, so I, I definitely want to have this discussion, but do I think it's helpful for people to deface property? Um, no. Do I support people's right to protest? Absolutely. Have I protested myself? Absolutely. Uh, I just want, don't want us to miss this opportunity in this window to actually do something legitimate because people are out defacing property. And as a result, they won't be legitimized. You know, they will be ignored and people will look at them and say, these people are just rabble rousers and troublemakers. No, we want to have a real discussion and let's do that. Well, I've been saying this on my show for, for a while now that racism is never going to go away. Unfortunately, it, it will never go away and it, because as long as evil exists, racism will always exist on some form or another. Um, we, we've had it in this country really since, you know, before its founding, um, you know, as, as we were colonizing, we had slavery, all this sort of stuff, just a basic understanding of history. But as I look at the last few weeks, I mean, is this more, is this more of a result that, that we actually need criminal justice reform or is it more about racism that, which seems to be what most people are screaming about right now? So I want to believe that we absolutely do need criminal justice reform and we have this golden opportunity while the, while the general public and people around the water cooler and households are, are ready to have this discussion. So I say, let's have this. I, I say, let's strike while the iron's hot and this is very important. Um, I think we can look to um, some examples of institutional racism as we look at drug laws. I mean, first and foremost, I have to put it out there. I'd like to see us end the war on drugs. I really do believe that uh, the war on drugs has done more harm to our society than the drugs themselves. And we've, as a result of launching the war on drugs, just, just nearly 40 years ago, pretty much since I've been on the planet, um, you know, the launch this war on drugs and we've uh, quadrupled our prison population. We now have the world's largest prison population, we, which represents um, – 25% of the world's prison population, and yet we only have 5% of the world's population. So we have by far the largest prison population, which is should be should, which should disturb people first and foremost. Uh, so we have this over-criminalization of society. No, Americans are not more criminal than everyone else. So it's absurd that we have this huge, huge prison, prison population. Um, so it's, it's because of vast criminalization, and it is because of this war on drugs where we spent trillions upon trillions of dollars only to see drug, drug use rise. And I'm here to first say, first and foremost, 
that we should be treating people with addiction. We should be putting people into rehab instead of car- incarceration. Nonviolent people do not belong in cages. Uh, well said. Um, before we continue on, uh, I need to tell the audience a little bit about uh, my Patriot Supply and prepare with Mojo50.com. We live in a time where there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of uh, ups and downs in our society. And with, with, with coronavirus, with all the riots and looting going on, it's good to be prepared. And with preparewithmojo50.com, if you go to if you go there, you can get your four-week emergency food kit from my Patriot Supply. And the food is actually really, really good. Um, most people don't have food storage. I encourage everyone within the sound of my voice to get prepared and get your food storage going. Um, these kits are only like 300 bucks plus shipping. Uh, if you go to preparewithmojo50.com, it's $197 and shipping is free. So go to preparewithmojo50.com, get that four-week emergency food kit now. Uh, that is preparewithmojo50.com. All right, so I think the most logical question, Darcy, is is... When we're talking about criminal justice reform, people don't don't know where where to even start. They don't even know that they can even get involved in a lot of this. They they leave it to the criminal justice system. They leave it to police. They leave it to politicians. Realistically, though, where do we the people start? So I would recommend uh, reaching out to a local nonprofit to see who's involved currently in these types of reforms work. All politics is local. You should try to dig into your local community. So, um, you know, for example, Utah Justice Coalition, we are focused on uh, making changes to reforms uh, and laws at the state level of Utah. Uh, We are also doing direct services work and assisting those uh, reintegrating into society post-prison. So there's lots of opportunities to help nonprofits. Nonprofits need volunteers. Uh, Nonprofits never have enough budget to do everything they're seeking to do. So there's lots of ways you can support a nonprofit, whether it's mine or somebody else's. I uh, definitely recommend digging in. Uh, I would start with what are your, I always ask people if they say they want to help. I'm like, well, what is your skill set? You know, if you if you have web development skills, that's usually always a need for nonprofits. They need to have their websites updated. If you're a great writer, most nonprofits often have a newsletter. If they don't, it's probably because it is so much work to do these newsletters. And um, I can tell you that first and foremost, but having good excellent writers to assist with that. Um, People with great graphic design skills are always useful. Um, In general, just volunteer coordinators, people who want to help put together events. So if you have event planning skills, um, anybody who can do great research on the internet. um, So helping research bills in other states, potentially that we could run here at the state level, you know, so there's so many things, like I said, it can take many forms. Um, there's stuff that you could do from your just your computer at home. A lot of it could also be just support on social media. So liking our posts on social media, sharing them, you know, supporting our events, showing up to our events. I'm just saying this in general for any nonprofit. So any nonprofit you choose, I guarantee there are so many ways that you can get involved. And a lot of it, it could just be from the privacy of your own home on your computer as well as there's stuff you could do as far as getting out, getting to events, organizing events, coming to the Capitol, citizen lobbying. I mean, there's a lot of ways to engage. So what I can say is I always like to ask people who want to help and volunteer, well, what is your skill set? What do you enjoy doing? And we see how we can plug people in accordingly. 
Um, so as I was looking at your website, um, it talked a lot about, and this is the Utah Justice Coalition, by the way. Uh, it talked a lot about uh, promoting rehabilitation over incarceration. Um, what is it? What does it actually mean in this case? So what that means, and this is probably what I'm most passionate about. If we can make one impact outside of um, right now, our big policy we've been working on for a number of years is repealing the death penalty, and uh, we're excited working on that work. But outside of that, that important work. I would say our our biggest core focus and our mission is to reduce incarceration recidivism. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is that violent offenders only make up roughly 10% of the prison population. So that leaves, I would argue, the majority of the prison population that should not be there in the first place. They should be receiving services, treatment. There's a lot of people who are mentally ill in prison. They should not be in prison. Um, then you have, then you have, I would say the bulk of the people are in for drug offenses and that ends up being just over 60 plus percent of the people. So what I can say there is we should be promoting diversion programs. So instead of, in lieu of incarcerating them, the prosecutor would put them into a diversion program that would provide them treatment. I would argue in the United States, we have less of a drug problem as we do have a mental health we have mental health problems. And I would argue that most people are self-medicating with drugs and alcohol for their mental health. So what I would argue, if we want to strike at the root and we want to better solve this problem, we will give people rehabilitation and treatment that they need as opposed to throwing them in prison, which doesn't solve the problem because as we know, 95% of people are going to get out of prison one day. And most of the time they spend at prison is not in, re- in any kind of rehabilitation program. They get out, they go back to the environment that got them there in the first place. And thus we have a revolving door in our prison system. Interesting. So, so you bring up the death penalty here. And I know this is a controversial uh, topic for a lot of people. Um, and, and I found this interesting. Um, but but why in the death penalty? And, and the reason why I ask this is because, you know, you, you do have extreme cases like murders, rapists, you know, childhood sex offenders, you know, things like that, that where a lot of people feel like they deserve the death penalty. But you're saying, let's get rid of the death penalty. So what do you what do you do for people in those kind of extreme cases? Great question. So I, I understand that there are very heinous crimes and there are many people who philosophically could support putting somebody to death. I don't fall in that camp. But as they understand the system better, they understand and realize that they cannot, they cannot because of how messed up our system is, they could not, they, they should not, and they would choose not to give government the ability to put somebody to death based on the massive problems we see that exist within our injustice system. So what I can tell you this is philosophically, I could not support giving government the power to play God. It's not a question of whether should we put these people to death? It's a question of should we as society give government the power to put these people to death? And I say absolutely not. And so, and you can take it from a philosophical level, it it in essence becomes a revenge killing. You can tell me that, I mean, I've been working on this for almost five years. My daughter was eight when I began. Uh, you know, she would say, mom, if you're so, she was like thinking about it and thinking through the idea of repealing the death penalty. And she said, so yes, if you say 
to kill is wrong, then why do we kill people? And I'm like, exactly right. And so, so for me, it's, it's, it's not giving government the power to play God. I cannot trust government to deliver mail to the right house. Why would I trust them and give them the power to execute people? They get it wrong all the time. And unfortunately, you have a lot of people. It's now, we're sitting at at least 10% of people um, are innocent sitting on death row. And that's probably the minimum threshold that we're aware of. So one in 10 are, are exonerated. So, you know, at, at, and, and unfortunately, lots of people, um, you can only imagine how many people who have been innocent have already been put to death. Um, that is a very scary scenario to me. So I would not give government that ability to play God. Um, I, I would just say, hey, the, pro- the appropriate response for somebody who's committed these most heinous of crimes is life without parole. And the reality is... Um, people are more likely to die of natural causes waiting on death row than they are to be actually executed. So, for example, in the state of Utah, not only is it more expensive to put somebody on death row, but they're going to sit on they're going to sit on death row for an average of about 25 years before being executed. And so, we'd actually save the state a lot more money by by just sentencing them to life without parole in the first place. That may have been the best argument I've ever heard against the death penalty. Um, there's a lot of things that I didn't even think about before, and that that is that is fantastic. I, I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna like clip that because that is uh, awesome. Um, okay, so but because um, we we only have about oh give or take eight minutes or so left here. Um, what should what should the biggest takeaway for people be when it comes to criminal justice reform? What what, what would your biggest takeaway be for the average person? I the biggest takeaway I would say for me and related to criminal justice reform is I want people to think about what we want our police to do. I want them to think about it because number one, we can't blame police for failed policies, right? The police are not responsible for the world war on drugs. Okay. That's those, all those policies, we need to reschedule drugs. All of that needs to take place by Congress. All of these drug laws, you have mandatory minimums, all this stuff happening at the federal level. So first and foremost, I think we need to put the blame where it's appropriate, which is we have bad laws that, that police officers are asked to carry out. So I would say this, we, I want to minimize new laws created in general. I would argue 99.9% of laws are violating our life, liberty, and property and are robbing us of our treasure, right? So I don't like to see new legislation in general. Uh, what I would also say is if, in fact, we, we pass a law, we are basically saying that we are giving the police the ability to enforce this law. And sometimes at all costs, which to me is can be very dangerous. So I would argue we need less laws. I would also argue we need to repeal a lot of laws. And so I would say this, we need to change our, our point of reference as far as how we want our police and what we want them to enforce. And that has to happen uh, at the legislative level. So um, I want individuals to think about, hey, we need to be more cognizant of laws passed. We need more citizens to show up at the legislature and care about laws being passed. Um, and then 
beyond that, I want to say that I would let shifts I would like to see happen would be um, if we were to make major changes with police budgets, I would like to see, could we have police officers go out with social workers? So maybe instead of two, two police officers show up on site, instead we would have a police officer and a social worker um, for like, you know, nonviolent offenses to come out to those. Because the majority is most calls that police are responding to are typically nonviolent situations. So we would, it would be better and it would behoove us as a society if they could make those calls with a social worker. Cause I don't, I can't expect number one police officers to be social workers. I need them to go out with a social worker. This way they can address better situations with individuals experiencing, home, experiencing homelessness, individuals who are having a mental health crisis, individuals who are special needs. Because oftentimes these are the people that police are responding to for calls. And I want to make sure that there is an expert there to assist these people properly. Awesome. Well, uh, I want to transition because we only have about four and a half or so minutes left. Um, I want to transition into the Utah business revival here really quick and and just get a quick word in for that. Um, But before I do... Um, need to tell everybody about American Pride Roasters. I mean, coronavirus has brought down our economy, and this is the time to help out our small business. And DM is, you know, American Pride Roasters, and DM, he is a small business with American Pride Roasters. Um, so go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. It is the official coffee of Mojo Five O. And uh, check out all the different flavors that, that, that they've got. Um, and I'm sure he would really appreciate it. He's got all sorts of different kinds of flavors there. I think the special right now is uh, the Reagan. Um, so it is AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Okay, so I want to transition. I mean, we, we could talk about criminal justice reform all day. But I really could. Uh, it would bring me joy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, 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 but, but for the sake of time, though, I, I do want to get a word in for the Utah Business Revival because you've been involved with that. In fact, you're one of the founding members of that as well. Um, yes, I am. And so uh, how is that going? It is going well. I mean, it's been super busy. I mean, we, truthfully, we, we literally have put on an event every two weeks, which is an insane pace uh, to keep. Uh, we just, I mean, we're just coming off of a big, exciting weekend last weekend. We had um, country music legend Colin Ray uh, performed in Cedar City at the beautiful Iron Mountain Springs Resort. And it was an incredible event. There was between four to 5,000 people there. Um, you know, you had Guy Fieri, uh, Fietti, um he came out and kind of did the intro to Colin and they're, they're old friends. So they go back. He would just happen to be in the area and he's good friends with Colin Ray. So, wow. um, yeah, that was really, really fun. But we had, what was also incredible too, is we had about a hundred small businesses set up um, so they could sell their, their goods and services and make some money and hopefully pay their mortgage this month. Um, but it was, it was just an incredible show. Um, I couldn't be more pleased. Colin did an incredible job. Um, the music was great. I don't know. Many people don't know this, but Eric Mutsos himself um, once had a country music career. Yep. And he once opened up for Colin Ray, and that's how they know each other, um, at a performance in Ogden, Utah, many years ago. And so that was super fun. And Eric got up on stage, and um, he did. He played 
you know, several famous um, country music songs. And it was just a ball. It was a blast. I couldn't be more pleased. Um, this was the event that, um, you know, through times a charm, it was, it was, this was, this was the event that didn't happen in Kaysville. And then, you know, after the city council turned on the mayor and then, you know, in Tooele County, you know, you had commissioners who were out to shut us down and, you know, every, you know, they were just out to get us. So in any case, um, I'm, I'm so excited about all the members of Iron County. They have incredible commissioners and sheriff and they all supported our effort. So it was an incredible event. Wow, that it just—it sounds fantastic. Um, I—I I actually wish I could have been there because I'm a big Guy Fieri fan. Um, I actually, Colin Ray was one of my favorite country singers growing up. Um, Where were you? Uh, I don't, you know, I just bought a house and all the housework that's got to go into the house right now, um, and it's just me and my wife. So we we were working on that all last weekend and. Um, and then, you know, Cedar city, I mean, we, I mean, we have, I have my sister-in-law in Cedar city, so I, I'm, I'm just, I'm sad I couldn't make it, but, uh, maybe on the next one. So anyway, you've been listening to the patterning show right here on Mojo 5 Darcy Van Orden. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, it's always great to talk to you as always. Uh, we will be right back right after this. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Well, if you said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-597-9323. 800-597-9323. 800-597-9323. Call right now. 800-597-9323. You know what makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. And if you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. Welcome back to the Pat Oni Show on Mojo Five O. I'm your host, Pat Oni. You know, the more I talk with Darcy, 
the more and more I become impressed with her. I, I actually didn't know until I started researching this. Um, I actually did not know that she was the founder of the Utah Justice Coalition. Not to mention that she owns her own company, her own business. Um, she's one of the founding members of the Utah Business Revival. Um, she's heavily involved in all like all things politics here in the state of Utah as well. And uh, at least on some level or another, not necessarily on like every single issue, but pretty much all the important stuff. And um, the, the more the more I talk with her, the more I get to know her, the more I'm just I'm I'm absolutely impressed with her. And I I love what she had to say about criminal justice reform um, there at the top of the hour. And I wish we could have had her on longer um, because there's so much there's so much to criminal justice reform that we could be talking about. Um, that I that I wanted to talk about, but but didn't necessarily get a chance to get to. I mean, timing's everything, right? So, um, so hopefully one of these days I can have her on for a follow up interview on that. But it's um, I gotta say she's just very very smart and, and very intelligent when it comes to the subject. Um, and and I, honestly, if if you missed her the interview with her go back and listen to it on spreaker um she actually gave a really cool answer on um the death penalty and why we should end the death penalty and it's it's logic that is so simple i i can't even believe i hadn't looked at it this way in myself um because I, I think it's easy to be, especially if, if tragedies happen to you, it's easy to get caught up in, well, we gotta, we, <laughs> they gotta, they gotta get the death penalty. Um, it's, it's easy to let emotions take over rather than letting those go and, and, and really trying to find true justice, which is what I think ultimately criminal justice reform should be about. It should be about finding true justice, not, um, just putting people away for the sake of putting people away in jail, especially if they are nonviolent criminals. And uh, with the death penalty, I, I love her answer. It is, well, if they if they killed somebody or they hurt somebody, why in why and then would we do the same thing? I mean, it becomes more of a revenge killing than it does about justice. Now, I understand the other side of the argument. I understand. You know, people are afraid to release someone like that back into society, that they could be a danger. I don't I don't disagree with that, but there's gotta be a there's gotta be a better way than just to say, oh, just the death penalty. So I um like I said, best the best argument I've ever heard in that in a while. And if you're passionate about criminal justice reform, you're tired about seeing what's going on in our respective states and police brutality and all this stuff, it's time to get involved. I mean, it's it's we the people need to get involved. We can't rely on government to take care of all of this for us. And as Darcy said, and I 100% agree with this too, I don't, I don't want government playing God with my life. I don't want government playing God with anybody else's life. Um, government is there to simply protect my rights um, from being infringed by others. Um, government is not meant to infringe on my rights as an individual. Um, and and that, that's the way the founders had set this up. That's the way our constitution was set up. Um, and we, we just, we've gotten to this point of let's just, let's just let the government take care of it. no, we the people need to take care of it. We need we the people need to take our, our our local state and even in many ways our federal governments back. 
um, and and make sure that our voices are being heard and that true justice, true justice is being served. All right, well, I'll get into the uh, the Mrs. Pat recipe because I know Virginia Jekyll's probably waiting on it at this point. Uh, so this week we have uh, what my wife called a taco casserole. And it's basically all the fixings you would want in a taco or maybe even in a taco salad. Um, and uh, for those that have been asking me if, if uh, we do keto recipes, this might be the closest thing. It's not necessarily keto-friendly, but it could be. Uh, it just depends on how, on how you tweak the recipe to make it more keto-friendly. So what you do is you you it has rice in it. Um, so if, I would definitely take out the rice if you're going to be doing keto. And it's actually uh, uh, chicken um, as well. You could actually use beef or chicken in um, the casserole, depending on what you like. Um, there's cheese. Um, President can, Trump said in an interview with the Wall Street Journal that he made. Excuse me for a second there. The video decided to play on me and I didn't want it to. Um, so <clears throat> anyway, back to the recipe. So you have uh, cheese, rice, chicken or beef. You can do any other kinds of fixings in it like uh, tomatoes. Um, it does call for corn. If you're doing keto, I would recommend taking out the corn as well. Um, you can do um, salsa. You can actually play around with different kinds of sauces if you want. Um, she just used actual traditional salsa in it, uh, which gave it really good flavoring as well. So it gave it a little bit of a, a tangy, not necessarily a spicy taste to it, but a little, just a tiny kick. Um, and then she actually puts jalapenos and stuff in there like that too. So it's, it's really, really good. She's never made it before. Uh, this is the first time I've had it. Um, and the way the way that we kind of gauge uh, recipes around around the Oni household is, uh, I will tell her if I really really like something, I will tell her to make it again. Um, and uh, this this made it into the make it again club. So I highly recommend it. Please send pictures because this is uh, this is a really good recipe. It's really simple. It doesn't take very long either. So if you're you know you're hungry, you don't want to spend too much time cooking or anything like that. This is actually it, it doesn't really take a whole lot to put this together. So um, it, it is it is simple. And if I remember right, it doesn't take very long to cook either. So um, definitely check that out. Um, and then uh, send me send me. Um, pictures and tweet at me use the hashtag stand with mrs pat you can also use the hashtag mrs pat recipes um and i also encourage you all to use the millennial conservative resistance uh uh hashtag as well so um and you can find me over on the twitter at the penalty show you can find me over on facebook um just facebook.com slash the penalty show um and you can find me over on the instagram and over on the mewis uh, I am there every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern as the show is pre-recorded. Thank you, Stephen Airy. Um, and uh, you, I, I, you can just find me there. And uh, I do love it when everybody chats me on during the show. You can chat me anytime. Um, so, And then Mrs. Pat also really likes the pictures of the recipes, too. So uh, definitely send pictures. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Stephen Airy, by the way. If uh, you were watching Defenders Thursday night, I was the special guest on Defenders. I was filling in for Dylan as he was away. And 
I've never seen this happen in the history of, of my entire radio career. I didn't even really think that this was technically a possible thing to have happen. Um, but if you watch Defenders the other night, then you know at the very, very beginning of the show that something very interesting happened. And Stephen Aries' uh, video feed got hacked. And I happened to uh, go back and cut and dub it and, um, and, and just, just, I got the video. I got the video. And this is actually serving as my WTF segment of the week because what the fire truck, who does this? Uh, especially on Mojo Five L, I'm I'm deeply concerned. But before I play this, let me tell you a little bit about cat coolers. You know, it's summertime. It's hot outside. It's great time to go camping. It's a great time to be working outside. I've been doing a lot of work outside. I've been doing a lot of yard work outside. Uh, it is a great time to invest in a cat cooler. If you have not invested in a cat cooler, let me tell you this: seven days. That's all you need to know. Seven days that that cooler will keep your food and drinks cold seven days that's worth the the investment right there because most coolers really only last a couple of days they really don't last long cat coolers seven days that's one week people so if you're outside a lot you're going camping a lot you're you're spending um, time outdoors or you're working outside, whatever the case may be, go to Cat Coolers, use the promo code PAT. Um, that is go to Cat Coolers and use the promo, ca- p- promo code PAT and get your Cat Cooler today. Um, so again, go to Cat Coolers, use that promo code PAT. You won't regret it. All right, so let's um, let's get into this video here a little bit of, of what, what happened on Defenders the other night. Let's play a little. To the leaders at Mojo 50 Radio, I come to you today to speak on behalf of the weekend shows here on the network. We are sick and tired of being the right-headed stepchild of this network. Okay, okay, okay. So let's just stop it right there for just a second. Because I saw the comments the other night, and I know that there were a few people that thought this was me. Because... This dude, dudette, whoever this is, decided to use the term redheaded stepchild. I was actually pretty pissed about this. I am the redheaded stepchild of Mojo 5.0. I proudly wear that mantle. This is BS that they're trying to take that away from me. I do not appreciate this. And by the way, this is not me. This is not me. I can't stress this enough. I can't, I, so like if you watch, if you've been listening to my show for a while, you know that my show doesn't entail video. I, I'm not well versed in video production. Somebody put a video together. This is not me. Okay. I promise you, this is not me. I have no idea who this is. Well, I take that back. I have my suspicions of who this is, which I'll disclose at the end of the video. But, uh, Aaron, if you actually listened to Defenders the other night, you know who I honestly think it is. But then, after seeing some things on the Twitters, I, I'm, I'm now no longer 100% sure. But uh, I, I'm, I'm deeply disturbed that this person decided to, th- to, say, to say that they are tired of being the redheaded stepchild of the network. I am the redheaded stepchild. No one else can claim that but me. 
but this person's trying to take that away from me and it pisses me off. Anyway, let's keep going. We are sick and tired of having our voices ignored while your precious daily shows get all of the attention. So today, we bring you a list of demands. Demands that must be met or we will take over your airwaves. Ooh, I'm scared. I'm totally scared. Okay, first of all, here's the thing. I'm a weekend show. I would love to go weekdays. It's no secret. I would love to get more time on the weekends. That's no secret either. Um, I think most people that are on the weekends would love to go weekdays at some point. I mean, getting in primetime spots is like every radio show host dream. Um, and, and so I get it. I get it. And, and I, I get that, you know, all these daily shows, they get a lot of attention. It's easy to get jealous if you let yourself, but you just, you got to keep working hard. And you just got to keep going and then and hope something breaks. Um, this person is just complaining at this point. And uh, anyway, let, let's just let's just continue on. Whenever we feel like it, expose the location of the Desert Air Motel and Convention Center. In- okay, 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 okay. Exposing the location of the Desert Hotel and Convention Center. That's like crossing a line. I... I mean, I, I'm part of the network, and I don't even necessarily know where that is. But then again, I've never been to to the Dallas Fort Worth area in Texas, so I don't I don't know where it is. Um, and then threatening to take over the airways. I mean, this is this is kind of childish, really truly childish. Let's keep going. Expose whose basement Lusty is locked up in. Our demands. Wait a minute. This person knows. Where Lusty is? Okay. I... I know Lusty um, was, was, was kidnapped at MojoCon and all that stuff, and no one really knows where Lusty is at this point. I know. The fact that this person does know, I don't know if I should be like, oh, hey, Lusty's been found. Great. Or if I should be genuinely concerned. I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of torn on that one. Anyway, let's continue. We demand the same production expenses as the daily shows. We demand studio space just like the daily shows. We demand the same equipment. Ex- wait a minute. 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 I would imagine that most hosts on the Mojo Five O network do radio with, with the exception of Brad, who does his show from the uh, Deseret Motel and Convention Center. Um, I would imagine all the shows do their shows remotely from home um, and have their own equipment. So this demand, I mean, this is how I do it. I mean, I, I have, I have my own home studio and I have a setup. I would imagine almost everybody's the same way. Considering a lot of us hosts are spread around the country. So that's an unrealistic demand. But anyway, let's, let's just keep going. Expenses as the daily shows. Why should our shows be made to suffer simply because we're on the weekend? We deserve the same treatment as our daily show comrades. We demand you give us a daily show. Our years of toiling in the obscurity of the weekend deserve to be recognized. The show must start on July 6th at 6 p.m. Eastern. We demand free APR coffee for life because weekenders need coffee to be at their best. 
Wait a minute. Free APR coffee for life. Um. Okay, I don't need I don't need free APR coffee because everybody knows I don't drink coffee anyway. Um. So, uh. But but we gotta we gotta get DM some business somehow. So how is it that um they think they can get free APR coffee? That that's interesting. Okay, let's keep let's keep going. We demand to know the numbers on procrastination now, not tomorrow, but now. We uh, demand to know what Mojo Five O actually. Wait a minute! 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 I'm going to rewind that just slightly. They want to know uh, the numbers on procrastination now. Well, if we knew the numbers on procrastination now, they wouldn't be the numbers on procrastination, first of all. Second of all, those numbers, those numbers are with Doc. Um, so whenever Doc gets back from his extended vacation, then we might actually have a shot at finding out the uh, actual numbers on procrastination. But those numbers lie with one Doc Thompson. I don't think anybody here in the network actually has the numbers on procrastination. So again, that's unrealistic too. So um, Doc's got to come back first. So we, we, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Anyway, let's continue. Not tomorrow, but now. We demand to know what Mojo Five O actually means. Everybody knows what Mojo Five O actually means. Everybody knows what Mojo Five O actually means. It's simple. It's twenty bucks. Same as downtown. Anyway, let's keep going. Keeping this secret for the weekend show fosters a sense of inequity amongst the employees in an unsafe working environment. Our truth matters. You must hear us now or we will turn the mojo sexuals against you. It's critical that you meet these demands or come July 6th at 6 p.m. Eastern, your airwaves will be taken over. Time for you to do some thinking at Mojo 50 Radio. Romans 13.7. Okay, so that was the end of it. Um, okay, so so my, my biggest question is because you notice they mention <clears throat> July 6th there um, a couple of times at uh, 6 p.m. I'm, I'm assuming that's 6 p.m. Eastern because um, when I talk about my show, I talk about 4 p.m. Eastern, not 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time where I'm at. Um so I'm assuming that's what that means. Um, what's happening July 6th? And, and what happens if those demands aren't met? You know, I wonder if anyone's actually brought this up to Ron yet and see if uh, Ron knows anything about this and what his plans are. I'm actually very curious to know what his plans are on how to deal with this. But I suspect, and if you listen to Defenders the other night, I suspect that this actually is has to do with um, the Bells of Liberty. I'm, I'm pretty sure, or at least I was sure, that it was the Bells of Liberty. But then, then Matt Holloway decides to tweet out this very cryptic video of him in a hoodie and this evil, evil laugh. So now I'm confused. I'm, I'm deeply, deeply confused on who this could possibly be. Um, I, I, I do think it's still very possible it could be the Bells of Liberty. Um, I mean, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And if they feel like they've been treated unfairly by being on the weekends or something like that, which here's the thing, I'm, I'm still grateful. Um, I, I would hope they're grateful too, but um, 
Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 it, to me, it just it just screams bells of liberty. But Matt Holloway has since thrown some doubts on that. So I, I, I really don't know who it is. Um, I, I'm, I am curious to know what Ron's going to do about it. And if this happens on any other show, like if they've tried this on any other show. Um, yeah. So anyway, there's your what the fire truck segment of the week. It was a little longer than I, I originally had planned, but uh, WTF, because really, who does that? Who seriously does that? Okay. Um, and before I can actually continue on with, uh, with what I want to finish off on the show this week, uh, I need to tell you a little bit about the KBMD CBD oil. Um, if you're having trouble sleeping, you're having nagging joint pain, you're having some, any kind of like irritations or anything like that. Um, muscle spasms, uh, cramping, uh, who knows? I, whatever the case may be, you want to check out the KBD CBD oils. Um, now I've never personally tried CBD oil in my life. I've not needed to, I haven't had a reason to, um, I do have people in my family that take the CBDs. Um, I and I know different CBDs work differently for different people. If you're just using like your traditional store bought CBDs, I do recommend trying out the KBMD CBD oil. Um, and the reason why I, I say check that out is because it's the best, uh, and it's it's been clinically. Um, proven uh, to work it's 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 uh actually recommended by actual medical doctors uh, all this stuff so it's safe it's easy to use it comes highly recommended now again i know different things work better for different people and all that sort of stuff so you want to do your homework you want to make sure that this is right for you but go to kbd kbmd cbd oil and uh Use the promo code PAT. That's KBMD CBD oil. Use the promo code PAT, and uh, you'll be able to to try it out. And you can actually then compare apples to apples and see what works best for you. That's KBMD CBD oil, and use that promo code PAT. All right. So I was talking about with my mom the other day. We were actually talking about a lot of the, the the racial stuff that's going on in the country right now. And oddly enough, my company actually gave me Juneteenth off, so I got I got to spend uh, Juneteenth at home. Which, when I when they first announced it to us, I'll be honest, I didn't know what Juneteenth was, and I consider myself to be a student of history, and I happen to know quite a bit about history. And when you throw something at me that I I probably should have known. Um, it kind of makes me wonder. And it, it's just funny to me to see how many are doing this whole virtue signaling thing because of all the racial problems here in America. But yet no one's really doing anything really about it. That's the thing. People virtue signal all they want, but then there's no action. There, there, there's no um, there's no real uh anything done that that is going to fix or really provides a solution to the problems that we now face. 
And if you if you listen to me last week, I actually filled in for Andrew Coppins last week on critical thinking. I talked a lot about white privilege, what it privilege actually is, and that racism can go multiple different ways, even on, amongst your own race. You can actually be white and be racist against whites. You can be black and be racist against black people. Um, it's 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 a real thing. Um, racism, what it comes down to, it comes down to just hate. Right. And it, racism is never right. Um, but yet it's always been here. It's always been in this country. It's always been here. As long as evil exists, racism will exist on some level or another. Has it gotten better over the years? Yeah, I'd say so. But is it ever going to be completely eradicated? Probably not. Because as long as people have free will, People can choose racism all they want. I'm not saying it's a good choice. I'm not saying it's the right choice because we all know it's wrong. But people are taught racism all the time. And people can choose racism all the time for one reason or another. But I was talking with my mom and she was asking me about why are they taking down all the statues? Why are they trying to eradicate our history? And I said, you know, it's 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 not an easy answer. It's it's people wanting to bury the pain of the past rather than embracing it. It's people trying to find ways to move on, to say that we've evolved as a country. But if we forget our history, how do we know where we're going? And if we keep doing this, and we keep, I'm not saying we should be idolizing these people, by the way. I'm not even saying that these statues belong in certain places. But I do believe, like, if we're going to remove anything, and we're going to remove any statue. Don't destroy it. Rather, remove it and put it in a museum. Put it in, like, a history museum in the area. And let people come and be like, hey, this is who this person was at this time in history. And this is what they did. And this is how they had an impact on our country and on our culture today. That's what it should be. You know, And I, and I would let you know, all the different uh, localities around the country decide how they want to handle that, but to just remove them and destroy them and deface them, that um, that seems wrong. I'm not saying that Confederate generals should be idolized, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be remembered. It's like saying, I don't believe Hitler should be idolized, but Hitler's most definitely should be remembered so that we know how to recognize that kind of evil in the future so that we are able to see how he came to power in history and what we shouldn't let happen again not in Germany not not in America but we don't understand our history history is pain there's a lot of black marks and bad things that happened in this country's history. No one's denying that. 
but we're trying to. And that's the scary part. We have to find a way to move on. And we have to find a way to become more united. Otherwise, we're, we're just doomed. We're doomed to repeat history. And that's going to do it for me. You've been listening to The Patterning Show right here on Mojo 5 uh, Up next is Jason Gouffray on Defending t- the defending 2A. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Remember, don't get lost wherever you are. And no means no. And Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.